This is the Fan the Flame Podcast. Before we dive into the topic, we're going to hear a quick story. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Shane from Fan the Flame Revival Network. I want to welcome you to the podcast. Um, This uh, season, this uh, season two is all about kingdom living and we're going to be diving into the topic of what does it look like to live, uh, uh, live like Jesus lived. Um, I don't know about you, but I want to give God my everything and I, I know how frustrating it can be when you are passionate for God, but you're not really seeing him move in your life like you want him to move. And so this is really laying a foundation for how do we live uh, and and uh, walk being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, because I believe that the will of God is for revival not to be some sort of moment in history, but the lifestyle of every believer. You know, we read about these revivals in history, and we think, man, if only God could do it in our day. And I'd like to say, if if revival is something that happens in a moment's time. Um, and we're just waiting the rest of the time, then I, it's a very sad existence. But if we can constantly burn under the presence of the Lord and, and to, to become a, a, you know, a heaven-focused believer who just, who's just constantly immersed in His presence, then that's going to actually create the lifestyle that God has called us to live. And instead of hoping for a moment or some sort of movement to spark in some future, we actually just live out an everyday lifestyle wherever we go. So welcome to the series. And so today we're going to be talking about uh, heaven on earth. What does it look like to live a heaven-focused lifestyle? This is kind of going to give the, the foundation for everything else. I believe this is like the, the nuts and bolts. This is the peanut butter to your jelly. This is everything uh, as far as how we operate, how do we uh, think about the world around us. And I think if we can catch this vision... Um, and really uh, live a lifestyle that uh, Jesus has called us to live. Um, it's really going to set into place everything else that we do in life. You know, it affects uh, the decisions we make on a long-term basis. And so uh, I'm going to go through this whole concept of heaven on earth, but um, also the concept of revival, you know. Um, I I called this podcast network Fan the Flame Revival Network, and I don't know about you, but the word revival is like, I don't know, people have their uh, tons of opinions about what revival means. And I was thinking about it a couple days ago. What, you know, like uh, revival, I feel like is a very, it's an emotional term. A lot of people consider it to be a very emotional term, you know. It's when everybody freaks out. And uh, I think there's a a video called the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. You've got to check it out. So funny. Um, But, you know, uh, sometimes we think revival as the evangelist guy, uh, once a year showing up to the, the, the town and all of a sudden just everything blowing up and uh, your aunt that got saved four times got saved again. You know, like I, I just, that's what comes to mind sometimes when I think of revival. But, um, and then and there's another thing that revival actually isn't found anywhere in the Bible. <laughs> isn't that funny? Um, the word revival is not found in the Bible, but you can see uh uh, traces of it. You can see the demonstrations of it when you see, think of Nineveh having the entire nation give their life to God. Uh, give their life. That's that's funny. Um, repent and uh, follow God. Um, you, you think of the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit uh, pancaked on the, the disciples and they went out and shared the gospel and so many people 
um, uh, the world got flipped upside down by the gospel, right? That's revival. Um, and uh, so there's many different definitions. I want to narrow it down to two main ideas. That God shows up and he is present amongst his people and that he is expanding his kingdom, which means his his um, influence around the world. So I like to call it the global uh regional or personal expansion of the kingdom of God through his presence. And so um, you can see that that definition. Um, I think you can find this sort of thing being demonstrated throughout the scriptures. And the central key to the kingdom of God coming is that God himself dwells with us. Every promise that you see God give, it's usually followed by this statement, I will go with you. You know, remember when Moses was on the mountain and God's like, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hang out with you here, but when you guys leave, I'm, I'm not coming with you because you guys are stubborn. <laughs> and he's like, Moses uh, really stood up and he said, hey, if you don't go with us, how will people know that you have favor with us? Or, you know, how, how will we be distinguished among any other nation? And he had a great point. God's like, you know what? Because I found favor with you. I will do what you've asked, and I will go with you. And so it's a such a powerful scene and a depiction of the lifestyle that we're called to live, that we say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life, and you know, abide in me, come wherever I go. You know, we are called to bring the kingdom of God uh, into every situation of our lives. And so this isn't something that's uh, just happened a couple of times throughout Scripture. But even in the beginning of the garden, in Genesis chapter 1, God himself dwelled amongst his people. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they had cheeseburgers. Uh, No, they probably didn't have cheeseburgers. They didn't eat any meat. Isn't that interesting? They were vegetarians. They were veggie lovers. Um, Adam and Eve and and God dwelled uh, together. And God gave him a mandate to to subdue the earth, to fill it, rule it, um, be fruitful and multiply in number. And so this mandate was to expand the, the influence of God throughout the earth. God, God gave us the mandate to cultivate the earth, to take dominion over it, you know, to express uh, creativity through culture, through um, connection, and, and, and uh, to rule over every, uh, every other part of creation, to steward it, right? And so you see in the beginning, this was his design, that God would be with us and that we would rule over it. And uh, you, you saw what happened with um, that, uh, that whole plan. <laughs> um, Adam and Eve decided to get an apple product. I'm just kidding. I love apple products. But they, uh, they ate the fruit. And, um, and all of a sudden, now you have uh, cursed land. And you have, um, because they, uh, they rejected the leadership that God had for them, they, they, they ate, a, ate of a different vine, right? And so Genesis sets up the stage for this really interesting story of how um, in spite of the uh, wickedness of people and the destructiveness and the fact that they were uh, constantly running away from God, God himself uh, promised to redeem and to bring a blessing to the entire earth and to uh, get back to square one. And uh, you see that in Genesis chapter 12. God calls Abraham and uh, he gives them this gives him this uh, promise this covenant and blessing he said go from your country your people and your father's household to the land I will show you I will make you into a great nation I will bless you I will make your name great you 
will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So God had this promise, right? And um, and you see it throughout scripture, this, this idea that the kingdom of God would expand throughout the world. And uh, so the prophets prophesied this. They brought these incredible vision statements um, that there would be a time when the Holy Spirit would come and uh, pour out on all flesh and God's dominion would reign and that um, there would no longer be any war division. And uh, I, I love actually Isaiah chapter 2, how this is demonstrated. Um, it's talking about wars will cease. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and settle disputes for many peoples. Then they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And you know what Jesus said, that you are the light of the world. And he said to the disciples when they left in uh, in Matthew 28, he said, Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded to you, or all I have commanded you, and uh, behold, I am with you, even to the end of the age. And this is such... So this is a uh, this this prophecy from Isaiah is an Old Testament picture of the New Testament reality that God has called us to disciple nations and um, God is elevating believers. He's giving them authority and dominion uh, that was taken from the garden, get reinstating it back, and He's saying, "Hey, you will now be the ones um, to disciple nations. You will you will um, through my wisdom and my guidance." And uh, it's I mean, you see this being demonstrated in uh, Daniel and how he uh, how he uh, actually helped helped an entire nation come back to God, and how uh, Joseph helped Egypt, and um, this beautiful picture of what it looks like to disciple nations. And so, when we talk about what does heaven on earth look like, I mean, these are vision statements that God has for us. Um, and it's the foundation for our lives. We, we, we look at these statements and we think, okay, this is the will of God on the earth. How am I partnering with it, right? Um, so here's another verse. This is Revelation 21. And uh, this is like the end result. I love this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. Um, and the sea could represent evil in this uh um, verse 2, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. We are the bride of Christ, right? We're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we're the city, the new Jerusalem. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Uh, true. 
This is incredible. I love this. I love the fact that that God's idea is that there'd be complete transformation, a new heaven and a new earth. And you know, you know the Lord's prayer is such a picture of calling this same reality down. Matthew 6, then uh, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So um, we are called to follow the ministry of Jesus and establish God's kingdom on the earth. And uh, the Lord's Prayer, I mean, the Lord's Prayer is such a beautiful picture of of how to actually um, see the heart of the Father, right? Our Father in heaven, we are, we are declaring His nature and our, our, our position as children when we're saying our Father in heaven. Um, and holy is your name. We are declaring His nature once again as supreme goodness manifested through His actions. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a prayer that we're called to make uh, physically actionable. You know, we pray that and then we we look at our lives. Uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to lead us into the truth that God's kingdom would come in our lives and his will would be done through us on earth as it is in heaven. And so, um, I mean, think about this, that heaven is the template that we look through. Uh, the, it's the lens that we should view the earth through. We look at heaven and we say, this is what the reality of heaven is, that there is no pain, no sickness, no lack, that, um, that nations will turn their weapons of warfare, their spears into pruning hooks, as in they'll turn weapons of warfare into, uh, uh, into tools and utensils for economic blessing. Instead of fighting, we will um, have a spirit of unity and come together again. This is what the kingdom of God looks like de- uh, demonstrated throughout the earth. And I love how Jesus demonstrated the kingdom of God and how we can learn from it. Um, You see this in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Um, Think about that. He taught, he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom, and then he healed every disease. Again, Matthew chapter 9, 35. Jesus went throughout all towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and, the, and sickness. Um, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he turned to the disciples and he, and he asked them, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers to go into the harvest field you know matthew 10 5 through 8 says this that when he sent out the disciples he sent them with these instructions do not go among the gentiles or enter any town of the samaritans go to the sheep uh, lost sheep of israel and proclaim this message the kingdom of heaven has come near heal the sick raise the dead cleanse those who have leprosy drive out demons freely you have received freely give and uh, here's another powerful verse that really demonstrates this. Um, when Jesus was talking to the disciples in the, uh, in, you know, in the Last Supper and, and in the garden, uh, he gave some very powerful instructions. And uh, John 14, 11 through 14 talks about uh, part of this. And he says this, 
Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater than these things, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that my Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is really, really, really powerful. Um, he's saying that, listen, you've got permission <laughs> to do everything that I've been doing, and you know what? You're going to do even greater. You know, this vision statement that Jesus cast for the disciples is the same thing that goes back to the beginning, that God is going to restore all things back to the way they were. And Jesus decided that a, a ministry led by the Holy Spirit, where God would pour out his um, basically intervene in the natural rule, the the natural order of things, and uh, demonstrate that he's God through miraculous disp- displays. That is his method of displaying his will to the earth. As in that is that is the uh, that's the that's the food that he's serving, right? Um, when I when I first got saved, this this wasn't something that was uh, really for I, I had no context for this you know I I thought the the way that we serve God is just through reading his scripture and living a fruitful uh, life at, based off of the fruits of the Holy Spirit right um, living um, a morally good lifestyle and I was passionate burning for Jesus but I didn't have a context that God had empowered us to go and to actually demonstrate the will of the Father in such uh you know in this in this manner you know and when he gave the great uh great commission or not the great dismission (laughs) the great commission he said all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me since it's been given to jesus he's uh he's saying i'm i'm basically i'm giving it to the church and he says therefore go make disciples of all nations baptizing them and teaching them to obey all, all i've commanded you you know, to live a kingdom-focused lifestyle is not to neglect the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To live a kingdom-focused lifestyle is not just to uh, go to church every Sunday, but to expect God's kingdom to invade your Monday through Saturday, right? Is to actually partner with God and to see Him do what only He can do, to demonstrate His will and His ways to the world. Uh, when we read these these verses about God destroying all sorts of conflict and God restoring all things to be made new, and in uh, if you want to read, continue to read Isaiah sixty one, but it talks about the ministry of of Jesus. He would restore joy for uh, joy, give you joy for mourning, uh, praise for heaviness, and. He would say to the captives, be, you know, be free. And, you know, the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor uh, and the day of vengeance of, of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. And there's so much more in there. And and the point is this, that that to live a heaven-focused lifestyle, to, to, to live out the calling that God has for you, we have to expect Him to show up in our lives. It's the foundation of any believer, um, you know, to live and breathe and to walk just as Jesus walked. He's our model. He's the one we imitate. And um, I love, you know, Acts 2.8. Jesus gave a command to the disciples to wait. And He talked about how the Holy Spirit 
would uh, fall on them. And he says it, that, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness, witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. They needed power to be witnesses because he knew that they would stand before kings and, and uh, many different powerful people. And in those moments, they would need the, <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit um, to actually uh, to proclaim the good news. So to conclude, I want to give a little bit of a, a picture statement. Advancing the kingdom of God, living a heaven-focused lifestyle, or, or bringing revival, however you want to call it, according to scripture, it looks like this. The disciples empowered with supernatural boldness. The preaching of the gospel resulting in a knowledge of God's will. Physical and emotional healing. People's destinies being discovered and realized. Deliverance. The breaking of chains and prisons. The resurrection of the dead. The salvation of all people. Culturally immoral, uh, immorality. Cultural immorality being wiped out. Fruitful and abundant land and natural resources. Peace in mind and in relationships, rest for souls, the diminishing of Satan's agenda and authority, the increasing of God's presence, the supernatural intervention, uh, intervention and uh, angelic visitations, supernatural translocation, as you see uh, in the story of Philip and the eunuch, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, racial reconciliation, um, let's see, servant leadership, moral standards being introduced into a society, economic blessing, the restoration of families, uh, supernatural gifts like prophecy, leadership, administration, all those uh, nine gifts, right? Uh, and also salvation, people coming to a knowledge of Jesus and following him. So some key takeaways um, you can take away from this uh, first, first uh, session. Number one is that uh, if you notice this, it's uh, the the presence of God, intimacy, and dominion of the believers uh, is something you can find very closely linked throughout all of Scripture. Um, number two, a key takeaway, is that any end-time view of the world that disempowers me to build his kingdom is a false interpretation. Um, if, if I want to minimize myself in fear, then that's actually not uh, empowering. If it's not empowering me to do the will of God, then obviously I need to re redefine how I practice what I what I believe in. Now, number three, any self-limiting belief about myself that disempowers me to build his kingdom, that's something to actually consider to flush down the toilet, right? Um, number four, belief is a verb. And so true faith in Jesus leads us to do something. And, uh, you know, number five, Jesus said that we would do his works and greater that's the will of God for every believer. There's no special ministry um, that is uh, only reserved for certain people. If you're a believer, then you believe. And, uh, you know, he, he, he gave that authority to all believers, which is really exciting. Um, number six, Jesus demonstrated the good news through answers, divine intervention. It's what validated his ministry. And so... Um, Living a lifestyle where we uh, have faith in Jesus actually requires us to expect God uh, to do the impossible. And uh, that, honestly, that demonstrates his nature as a good father to the world. You know, I, I think, uh, uh, and number seven, uh, walking in the footsteps of Jesus requires God's supernatural empowerment, uh, which is known as grace. Um, and so, 
you know, it's, think about this. Like if a salesman came up to your door and offered a product or service, he said how amazing it is. And uh, you're like, awesome, I want to try it out. And he says, well, actually, um, you uh, you can't really, you, you actually can't. You just need to have faith in it and just believe in it. But I, I, I can't actually show it to you. Like I can't can't prove it to you. If that guy can't show me like the product and how effective it is and like, you know, clean my carpet or whatever, then how am I going to know it actually works? And, you know, I, I just think that's such a, a depiction of sometimes what we could be as believers. We, we make these promises that the gospel is so powerful, but if we don't actually just allow God to show up, you know, in faith, then, then that kind of, it actually disempowers the gospel in our lives, you know? So um, really, we should live with the faith that God is going to do something. Okay, so um, like I said, I have a uh, Google document out there. You can check out all of this stuff. But at the bottom of it, I've got some re reflection questions to take a deeper dive into the discussion, into the topic. And I'll just share one and you can, you know, read on if you want to actually get more out of it. Okay, the question is this. Imagine, dream with the Lord. Go back to Isaiah 61. We talked a little bit about it. What sort of things would be eradicated if we lived in a, a, a heaven-focused reality? And then I gave some specifics. Uh, what would happen in family? Um, what kind of things would be erased from the world if if God's kingdom was realized in family? Okay, how about in the marketplace, like in your business? Okay, no, uh, next one in health, and then the last one. What about your life? This is these are great questions to ponder and to think about. What does it look like to live a heaven on heaven on earth reality? So, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this. We're gonna have much more stuff coming out soon, and. Uh, I pray the blessing of Jesus over you, your life, your family, and that uh, God would show himself to be strong in your life. I pray for grace to flow in like never before. Uh, yeah, so I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If this blessed you, then you can help us out by sharing and subscribing and staying in touch. We will see you in the next podcast.